0: Welcome to the Leading on Purpose podcast with Jackie, where you will hear stories of passion, purpose, and leadership designed to inspire you to live your best life. So let's get started. Dear God, thank you for everyone that is listening to this podcast and for our guests. I ask that you give everyone favor and help them live their best life. Keep this in mind. You will never influence the world by being dressed like it. So be yourself, be authentic, because the world needs you. Now, let's hear from our guest. I am so excited to have my guest with me today, and that is Zach. We're going to talk about what does reinvention look like. How are you doing today, Zach?
1: Doing great, and yourself,
0: Jackie? Good, good. Yeah, definitely. actually, this That's month, awesome. it's been a year in this pandemic. I've been working from home for the last year, and I cannot believe it. <laughs> I cannot believe it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would love to say it went by quickly, but it didn't. I <laughs> know. No.
0: <laughs> Not the truth. <laughs> totally. So So speaking of the, the last year, Zach, just to get us started, share with the listeners one or two new things that you have started doing over the last year that you want to continue doing Um, as we continue to progress past this pandemic. What do you want to continue to do, you know, one to two years from now that you've started doing? Perfect. So
1: during this pandemic, I actually um, started two different businesses. um, And luckily I did. Um, One of them was an online business We're retail clothing, we specialize in selling hats. Uh, The name of the brand is called Residency. Um, And we started out, we actually formalized the company in 2019, but really didn't really get cranked up until January of 2020. Um, And it was one of those things where, um, luckily, during the pandemic, we were able to still uh, concentrate on our online sales, um, and obviously reach customers uh, through that outlet. Um, in a lot of ways, we were blessed initially because so many people were home, and you know couldn't go to malls. Mall, all retail places were shut down, so we were able to funnel our sales um, a lot through online sales. Um, so that's something. That's the first thing that I started during the pandemic that I really enjoyed and, and see myself doing. Um, you know, one to two years from now. The other concept was a restaurant concept that I have in Las Vegas called Kubanidad. I um, mean, what we do, we sell authentic uh, uh, Cuban food. It's a fast casual concept um, located in Las Vegas. We're getting ready to put our second location in Las, in Henderson at the end of this year. Um, but that was one concept that luckily we, we did well. We had a great product and we once again focused on a lot of um, online delivery apps. Um, to go orders because as many restaurant people know, and, and many restaurants were, if not all of them were shut down for at least some point during the pandemic, um, and had to come up with a different game plan on how to adjust one adjustment in particular, when they did allow us to reopen, we were not at the same capacity, um, instead of maybe being at hundred percent prior to COVID now we're only at maybe, you know, 40 or 50% capacity. So, you know, making those adjustments and obviously working through that adversity, um, has been difficult, but at the same time fun and challenging. And it, it speaks to when, as we exit this pandemic, um, you know, our a, a ability as a restaurant or as an online clothing store to be adaptable and be able to reinvent ourselves.
0: Well, that's good. Well, congratulations on the success that you've had, Zach, over the last year, because I, like you said, I know it hasn't been easy. And unfortunately, there has been a lot of businesses that are, are not able, they were not able to survive. And so that's really sad. So congratulations on being able to survive this last year. And you're right, the online business really did start to take off because people were at home. And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what else is there to do but shop, right?
1: <laughs> that did not make as much as Amazon, but we, uh, we definitely saw some growth.
0: There's not very many people that did make as much as Am- Amazon, right? <laughs> yep. Um, So tell the listeners a a little bit about yourself, Zach. Okay, so
1: I'm originally from Tampa, Florida. Um, I grew up there and spent most of my life until I was 14, and I got a chance to go to a boarding school in Virginia. So I did that for the remainder of my high school years, and then I went back to college at the University of Florida, um, graduated in 2007. Um, And after that, um, literally the two days after graduation, my mom was a huge believer in you have to have a job. So two (laughs) days after graduation, I uh, got into the restaurant business with a friend of mine. Uh, Our first restaurant concept was a concept called Chicken Now. We grew that concept to about 55 locations nationwide. Um, And I did that from 2007 until 2013, um, which took me to Las Vegas, Nevada. That's where we were headquartered. After that, I actually had the fortune of working with yourself, Jackie, uh, with AstraZeneca. So from 2007 to 2013, I was with AstraZeneca as a pharmaceutical uh, sales specialist. Um, And then after that, I got into some different roles with um, business development, working for a market research company. Um, And most recently since 2019, really just focusing on my entrepreneurial um, different business ventures that I have, restaurants, retail clothing, and different things like that. So that's kind of been my career path in a nutshell but um you know I'm married no kids I'm a, I love music I love sp- sports art traveling um and really just being around good people and connecting with people I've found throughout my personal and professional life it really boils down to the relationships you have and how do you uh, network um, and build those relationships. And um, that's really what I enjoy doing, um, helping people and and connecting with people.
0: Great. Well, Well, thanks for sharing that, Zach. And I'm gonna just ask you a couple of questions just to build on that a little bit about yourself. Um, so I know that we've known each other for quite some time now, and some of the things I know that stand out about you is one is your relationship with your mother, and then also just how um, much of a gentleman that you are, and opening doors, and some of those like I like to say old school values, but you definitely have all of that. And I know you played football. I want to actually I want to um, ask you about football. So, what were some of the life lessons that you learned? when playing football?
1: Okay. So, um, you know, I've, I, I only played, uh, two years of football in high school that I, you know, I had great size and, and great potential. And I actually, uh, got recruited to, uh, as a recruited walk-on at the university of Florida. Right. So I was, you know, I didn't have much experience in high school, uh, playing, but then I actually, you know, was pivoted into the highest level sec division one, um, type ball. Right. And, you know, I was playing with all Americans. So I think the first thing was the learning curve and the rate in which I had to l- to catch up to speed, if you will, right? You know, you've only got two years of high school and now here you are playing with Parade All-Americans at the highest level. So the intensity in which I had to technically just, you know, get up to speed with the people I was playing with was obviously a a learning curve that I had to overcome. Um, Dealing with people from all different walks of life. That's the beautiful part about sports. In general, no matter what you're playing, they bring everybody together, every race, you know, every background, every economic uh, background or diversity or demographic. So that was a cool thing. Um, You know, learning how to work with people, even though they may not be like you or from the same environment as you or look like you. But at the end of the day, they're on your team. They're in that locker room. And we've got the same common goal. I think another um, thing that I learned was just you know, unfortunately, when I was at the University of Florida, we were eight and five every year. And then we <laughs> lost that whole. as my luck would have it, the year I left, they won the, the national championship. But, you know, dealing with losing, how to overcome that, having a short memory, you know, because things are not always going to go your way. You're going to have you're going to have wins. You're going to have losses. Not celebrating the highs too much, not getting too down about the lows and immediately coming up with a game plan on how to, um, you know, come back. You know, if you have a situation where unfortunately you lose or, you know, maybe you have a bad play or you have a bad game, having a short memory. Um, My coach used to always tell me, and of course, things are a little bit different now with uh, sports. But if I'm not yelling at you, that's when you need to worry. Right. So that's the kind of coaching that I was uh, used to. Very aggressive, very in your face type coaching style at the University of Florida. Uh, But obviously, you know, the whole intent was to deliver results Um, and just being results driven. Right. You know, knowing to put those check ins and those parameters uh, in place to make sure that you're actually on track or, um, you know, you're you're on target to meet the goals that you have in mind. And if you're not, that's fine. But at least you have that check in point to know, hey, I need to make an adjustment, whether it's my weight or maybe it's watching more game film or, you know, maybe it's my strength and conditioning. Um, Just doing a lot of self-analyzation. Um, and not to beat yourself up, but just to kind of focus on those strengths and, and ways to get better. So I think all of those things were some of the most important values that I, I learned from sports. And, and in particular. You
0: know, one of the things that really stood out that you said um, among a lot of really great things is the short memory. So. You know, when you don't win a game, not really um, spending too much time thinking about that and letting it get you down, but being able to refocus your energy on what's ahead of you instead of staying in the past. And that's absolutely something important, you know, in, in life in general, to make sure that you're not spending too much time worrying about the past because there's nothing that you can do about it. Not at all.
1: And yeah. you know, even even if I tell people the sports or anything, even in a negative, there's, there, there are some positives. Even, maybe it's a lesson you learn, maybe an experience. And as long as you're not repeating those same mistakes or, or, or misfortunes, then, you know, you're, you're on the right track. But I mean, even in a loss or something, there's always a lesson involved. And if you just, you know, even if you had a bad game, maybe you, you maybe had a good play, you know, or maybe everything wasn't great. Maybe you didn't win. But there ha- there are some highlights um, even within a loss or with even within a misfortune situation.
0: Okay. Yeah, very, very good. So so Zach, you already had talked a little bit about your current business, but tell the listeners a little bit more about some of your, your key learnings from whether it's the company you work for, your previous business that has brought you to where you are today in your current business.
1: Okay. So the first thing I, I will say, when I first started in business, I was literally 23 years old. I just turned 23 fresh out of college, right? So you know, you're young, hungry, you know, you're making mistakes. And I think the, the best thing that I've learned through all these businesses is that your skills are transferable, right? Like, so you take me, for example, when you met me, I just come from owning a chicken restaurant. And now here I am, you know, trying to apply for a job at AstraZeneca. You know, maybe I didn't have any pharmaceutical sales experience, but I had sales experience. I had customer service experience. So the point is like focusing on what skills are transferable. You know, you may not have 100% of the checklist for whatever you're trying to accomplish next, but you do have a skill set that you can take to the next thing. Even in a job you don't like, or even in a business that's maybe failing, there's something transferable that you can use or transfer into the next situation that's positive. Um, And I think, you know, as far as, you know, what I've learned the most recently um, is, you know, you don't, you don't, how should I say? It's almost like, you know, you want to be a jack of all trades where you have, you have the ability to, do different things. You don't want to over-focus and lose sight of whatever your passion is or whatever you're, um, you know, whatever you've set to do. But I think COVID and this pandemic has taught a lot of people that, hey, you know, one check, one paycheck may not cut it. You know, one stream of revenue may not cut it. Um, whatever I thought maybe I was doing before, that's maybe not as stable as I thought it was. You know, I had a great job before COVID. So I think a lot of those people, if they're smart, are thinking, you know, what other ways can I, you know, even if I'm not doing a full reinvention, I'm doing an addition or I'm doing something outside of the box. Or maybe I'm just doing something that I've been passionate about the whole time and I've never, never taken the chance to do it. Right. It's now's my time because I'm working from home and I have an extra three hours instead of waiting in traffic. Right. Or you know, I, I'm home every day and I'm bored and I have to do something positive so I won't, you know, I won't lose my mind sitting in the house. <laughs> but just, I think, you know, you know I, don't, I, don't, I don't encourage people to put too much on their plate, but just analyzing like, hey, life is short. And if there's something passion, that you're passionate about that you think you'd be good at, and if it can benefit you in some type of way and maybe even create another stream of revenue, why not?
0: So that kind of brings me to our topic, which is what does reinvention look like? What does the word reinvention mean to you and what does it look like?
1: Right. So the first thing that comes to mind when I think of reinvention is survival. Right. You know, it's one of those things where yeah, you always use the old term, the famous term, adapt or die. People are constantly, you know, trying to find new ways to get better. And if you're not, you know, thinking along those lines, you know, nothing good is going to last forever. Or maybe the techniques you were using, you know, 10 years ago or even six months ago are maybe not going to be as effective. Um, you know, I use a sports analogy. You know, you take uh, the, some of them, maybe the offense or defense they were running 20 years ago is not the same plays that they're running now. Or you take a player like Tom Brady, who's 45 Physically, he can't do the same things he was doing at 25. Um, So he's got to come up with a different game plan. Now that doesn't mean that he's not as effective or that doesn't mean that he can't win a Super Bowl, obviously, because he just won, but he's got a different strategy. So I think the first thing for me is survival and then also adaptability and longevity. How do I guarantee the successful results consistently over time? Um, So those are the first things that come to mind when I think of reinvention.
0: And then, Zach, how have you... Reinvented yourself and what has been the impact. I know I'm just gonna make a quick comment. about right. Tom Brady, I know some people love him, some people hate him, but <laughs> right. I don't I don't have a preference either way. I don't feel you know. <laughs> but I mean you're right. I mean he's 45, which is you know, you know, quite older for a football player, but apparently you know, he's done a lot of things to constantly reinvent himself to be at a high level of performance. So, you know, yourself, how have you reinvented yourself and what has been the impact of that?
1: Well, one thing that I always do is I I tell people, even people that I mentor that you know, you set these five year goals, right? You have a five year plan and you work backward. Um, and I tell people, if you don't know where you're going to be in five years, you're already there because you haven't set the, the infrastructure up for you to be thinking long term. So I think you have a long term plan, but then you have short term goals and, sh- and short term almost check ins. So that's the first thing that I kind of do to, to, to almost assess the, the 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 game plan or the layout for how I kind of want to maneuver. Um, I try to reinvent myself, but at the same time, I don't. You know, I, I do things that I'm passionate about, and I do things that follow my skill set. It may be something new, but the core ingredients to be to being successful in that arena are the are the same. You know, I know my strengths are, you know, maybe sales, relationship building, um, connecting. Um, startup company. So I know those are my strengths. Now, I may have started a new business, but it's the same kind of core you know ingredient that helps me maneuver through different to different things. Um, you know i've I'm a big believer in um, you know that adaptability. Um, so all of those things have been the 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 thought process in me reinventing myself. But for the most part, if you you look at my resume or look at my track record, it's been, It's been sales. It's been startups. It's been, you know, director's type positions or management positions where I'm building a team um, and we've got the same common goal. Or, you know, even if I'm in a sales role, I'm connecting with my customers and it's the same common goal. I'm there to serve them and I'm there to help them get from point A to point B or help their business run better. Um, So there has been a lot of you know reinvention, but it's the same kind of core ingredients um, it, that helped me be successful along the way. Um, and as far as you know, I also try to diversify um, my portfolio because I I think you know that's what most stockbrokers do or business people do right. They try to they try to have different streams just because just in case one isn't working. You know, thank God I had my retail clothing business when my restaurant shut down or vice versa. Um, because not all of these cars or all these these avenues are going to be rolling at the same time. That's your hope. Uh, but at the same time, you have to be realistic that, you know, all of these things may not hit at the same time. If they do, great. But um, you always want to have position yourself to have different backup plans. So that's been my thought process throughout reinvention. And that's kind of what I've done as a formula um, as I've, you know, throughout my career.
0: So what I so what I hear you saying, Zach, is that you know what you're good at. You know what your strengths are, and you use those strengths maybe in different ways. And that you also making sure that you're looking forward, that you have your five year plan and you're working your way backwards from there. And throughout that time, your reinvention is really around using your strengths, maybe in different ways in different avenues to make sure that you're set up for success five years at a time. Did Correct. I capture that?
1: Correct. Correct. And also doing your homework as to maybe, you know, because uh, sometimes you have the right game plan, but maybe you are in the wrong arena. So you're still doing your homework as to. You know, am I in the right industry? Am I in the right job? You know, if it, does this have the right career path? Um, you know, do am I creating a business that has something that's scalable? Um, if I'm in a restaurant business, right? Am I do I have a product? First of all, is my product any good? Second of all, you know, is it overdone or is it easy to duplicate? You know, you just want to think about all these different almost entities as to how you would be. Uh, successful, right? So, and really do like a self-check and I can, you know, work with your managers, work with your business partners. And then that's a fair question to ask if you're on a job saying, Hey, you know, if, talking to your district manager or whoever, or whoever's your boss and saying, Hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be here, but I will also, Want to know what are the opportunities for growth, or this is the growth path that I would like to be on? You know, is that realistic? Um, you know, and is that even available where you are? But I feel like if you're going to dedicate, you know, eight hours or nine hours of your day to whatever you're doing, whether it's your own business or somebody else's, those are fair questions to ask yourself and to ask them.
0: Absolutely. You know, one of the things that actually someone told me once is that think about. Where you what you want to be doing when you retire, and then work your way backwards from that. Whether it's in a company or outside of a company, your own business, whatever that may be. But really thinking out that long term. Where do you what do you want your last job to be before you retire, and working mm-hmm. your way backwards. Which I thought was a great idea. Oh, it a is.
1: great idea. <laughs> right. that's the five year plan times thirty. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: For you, not for me. <laughs> it depends on where you are in life. <laughs> um, but, but next question I have for you, Zach, is you know what do you think gets in the way of people reinventing certain aspects of their life?
1: Okay, so I always, I, it's funny you brought this up. I tell people start early. Um, now, you know, obviously there's there's school, there's college, there's certain things where you. Um, You know you certain things life things that get in the way so i think the first the short answer is life gets in the way but the earlier you start these different things that you and you know that's the that's the the chicken and egg conversation well maybe when i was 15 i didn't know what i wanted to be right or maybe when i was but i always i'll give you an example about me i always wanted to get into comedy right i always wanted to do you know i think i'm funny i think i have funny (laughs) jokes and i think if i you know, pursued that, maybe some people will watch me. At least you, maybe you will watch me and my mom will watch me, right? (laughs) But at at 37 years old with a family to feed, you know, I don't necessarily know if I want to pursue my Eddie Murphy, you know, dream. (laughs) <laughs> right. So it's like, OK, now, if I was 14 and I didn't have a mortgage and didn't have a car note and didn't have a, a mom and a wife to take care of, you know, maybe I would have jumped off the, the fence a little early and pursued that. So I, my, my short answer is start early. Um, I think life gets in the way and then responsibilities get in the way. And then people say, well, you know, I I would love to do that. And that sounds great. And I think I would be good at it. But unfortunately, it's just maybe not realistic right now. Now, maybe when I retire and I've got a nest egg or when my business gets off the ground or when I get that promotion or, you know, it, it, it's, it's always, you know, the timing of when do I pursue or when do I uh, do that thing that I've always wanted to do. So I think life gets in the way. And then depending on what happens, people get discouraged or people have more responsibilities where, you know, it sounds like a great idea. But unfortunately, I just don't have the time or I have too many responsibilities that are almost discouraging me from following that thing I'm passionate about.
0: So that's what gets in people what in, in the way of people reinventing aspects of their life. So when that happens, Zach, what do you think people can do? Um,
1: well, I think first thing is, the, you know, there's, there's one more aspect is the fear, the fear of the unknown. You know, the fear of the unknown. If I've got a guaranteed paycheck coming every two weeks, I'm, I'm afraid to start that business because I don't know when I'm going to get in my next check or I don't know when it's going to pop. So I think the fear, uh, fear gets in the way. And I think really overcoming that fear. I think that's the first step that somebody can do is if they're really trying to overcome whatever is saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be afraid. I'm going to go through some r- a rough patch, um, hopefully not that long. But, um, you know, that's that's the first thing that gets in the way. And I think that's the first thing you need to overcome. Um, the second thing I think you need to overcome is obviously tuning out the noise. Right. There's a million people that can tell you how to do it that have never done it. There's uh, always a critic that says, hey, I got a better way or Zach, you're a fool or, you know what, I, I, I can't stand your Cuban sandwich restaurant. And this person has never even, you know, built a restaurant at all. Right. They're just on the sideline and their whole job is to either put their fear on you. Or it's to criticize what you've done. And that person may be a loved one. It may be a spouse. It may be a, a child. It may be a parent. That's the tough part is is, is designating and, and what you want to do and tuning out that noise. And that noise can come from somebody special. Unfortunately, most times it does. And that's that's what keeps people from pursuing their dream or taking a chance or reinventing. Some people have no choice but to reinvent. You know, I got fired at my last job and I, you know, I just need a job. You know, I used to sell cars and now I'm selling hats. I don't know. But some people are forced into reinvention. And but I think for your question, it's that person who wants to positively reinvent and what gets in the way. Right. Because okay. if you lost your job, nothing is getting in the way of you getting a new job, <laughs> except, except you applying. for it. Right. <laughs> so that's, the, that's the person who's just trying to survive. So that's a different reinvention. But for somebody trying to do something positive, I, I, I think those are the two ob- the biggest obstacles I can see. Um. And and just thinking positively constantly, which is difficult because, like I said, if you don't know, you know, business owner, you don't know when the next check is going to come or you don't know when the next meal is going to get served. Um, not having that guaranteed source of income is, is tough for a lot of people to take a chance on.
0: Yeah. And I also think that fear happens within companies too, where people don't apply for a certain job that they would like to apply for because maybe they don't meet all of the qualifications on the list. And there's actually some statistics out there that show potentially gender differences in genders. Like a man, they'll look at a, a job description and they'll say, you know, I don't have, you know, all the qualifications, but I'm going to still go for it. A woman mm-hmm. will look at the same job description and say, I don't have all the qualifications. So I'm just going to wait until i get those qualifications so i mean some of those those things fears and you know self-limiting beliefs really does happen in in companies as well as as well as you know taking steps outside to start your own business
1: exactly so so i just have one quick advice before we maybe go on to the next question my first thing is all they can tell you is no you've yeah. heard both you've heard both before and every, you know, especially for the salespeople on this call, it's a numbers game. You know, it's a numbers game. 80% of your business is going to come from 20% of your people. So, I mean, it is what it is. You tell me, no, I've heard that a million times and I got to hear maybe a hundred more no's just to get my 20% bump in sales, right? Or bump in business. So, you know, man, woman, child, I encourage you to go shoot your shot. And if they say no, they say no, but Absolutely. at least you taking a chance. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, next question, Zach, is you know, so we're talk- we just talked about some of the fears and some of the things that maybe keep people from re- reinventing themselves or going for things that they really want. What are some of the challenges that you have experienced in reinventing yourself and how have you overcome those challenges?
1: Um, okay, first challenge is lack of experience. Um, that's the first thing, right? Because if it's something new and you're reinventing yourself, you're a newcomer at this. You're a novice. Now, you know, I'll take my first business, for example, my first restaurant in Orlando, my chicken now restaurant. Um, I was 23 years old. Every, I was, everybody that worked for me was, was older than me. Um, now, I was in a leadership role. So many things I was learning on the spot. Right. But I couldn't act like I was learning on the spot. My my French fry cook showed me how to change the oil. You know, my <laughs> cashier showed me, you know, how to go to the bank and, and get changed. Right. So some of these things, you know, number one, I didn't have the bandwidth to do everything. And then number two, I had all eyes on me. Um, So it's one of those things where people are looking to you for guidance or leadership and you've got to you know, put on a facade that maybe you have everything under control. So that's the first, you know, thing I had to overcome quickly. Like, hey, whether I know it or not, you know, I've got to be poised and provide leadership, even in the unknown. Um, Second thing is funding. You know, like I tell you, a lot of times you don't know when that next paycheck is going to come. You don't know when that next, um, you know, the distribution check is going to come. Or you don't know when if the next customer is going to walk in your door and say, hey, I want a chicken sandwich or I want to buy a hat. So, you know, everybody gets paid before you. That doesn't mean that they're working any harder, but that's just the reality of the situation. Um, so that how do you overcome that? I, it, I've got the same bills you have. But if I'm the boss, I've got to give you your check first. You've got to pay my uh, staff before I get paid. Um, and then I think, you know, that custom knowing being educated with your customers, knowing what they want. Right. Because this, that's the old saying, the customer is always right. Well, not only are they right, but they're the person keeping the lights on and your customer is going to tell you right away if you got a product that is a hit or it's not. Your customer's going to tell you. Um, and even if they don't vocally tell you, the sales will tell you, you know, if your product isn't selling, then you got a problem. So making adjustments um, and even the consistency of when your customers come, especially in the restaurant business. You know, if somebody doesn't finish their food on a plate, I'm looking at the plate like, hey, what was wrong with the food? I saw you you know, you spent $15. I mean, you didn't throw away half the food for no reason because a lot of customers don't complain. They just don't come back. So I think all of those things are things that I've learned in business. Um, um, and like I said, you know, being a business owner of several different entities, it's one of those things where not everything is going to hit the same week. You know, the same week my hats went up 300% is the same week they shut down restaurants in Vegas. You know, so it's like, yeah. thank God I had something else going. But if you think, you know, everything is going to hit the same week, you know, you're crazy. Being, being prepared for those uh, rough patches, um, from a financial standpoint, from a mental, mental, just standpoint, cause you're the leader. Um, and from a, from a scalability standpoint, making sure you, you can withstand the test of time. And that's what the good brands do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those, those ups and downs, right. Just being, mm-hmm. being ready for that. Right. Yeah. So, Stack, we're going to shift gears for a couple of minutes here, and I'm going to ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? I'm
1: ready. This is the fun part.
0: That's what I've been waiting for. Okay, and then we're going to finish <laughs> up the, the uh, okay. interview. So, awesome. first question is, I know you're married now, but yeah. I-, I want you to think about when you were single, what was your favorite pickup line? <laughs> mm.
1: Ooh, that was a good one. When I was single, man, Ooh, let your next move be your best move. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta, let, you gotta let them know what they p- could potentially miss if they say no. Like say, right? It's two answers, yes or no, but you gotta you gotta dangle the carrot where if you say no, this is this is what you're gonna miss out on. All
0: right, nice. Yeah. All righty. And next one, what movie sequel would you love to start start in?
1: Oh man, I, that's an easy one. I probably say bad boys um okay i just don't know if i want to be will smith or if i want to be martin lawrence i've got a (laughs) a old old friend of mine that i've been we've been friends for like 23 years and man we always quote that movie and go back and forth and um you know it's one of those sequels where throughout the 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 different ones they've done it's still been quality you know know, because a lot of these sequels fall off and you're like man why did they even make the another one but no though that's probably um just you know being from florida you know, growing up, you know, I love cars. I love that whole Miami car scene and everything. So, um, I, that's 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 an easy one.
0: Oh, okay, one. yeah, you're right. I mean, their sequels have been great. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> very good. All right, my last one. Name one song that you have completely memorized, and I might ask you to share a line. Um,
1: I probably, I, I, I my, you know, voice is a little off, but I probably would say Sam Cooke. Okay. probably But uh, I probably would say Sam Cooke. Um. Uh, Change Gonna Come. I probably would say that's that's one song that just is very powerful. I recently watched their little documentary they had on on Amazon. But uh, just obviously just, you know, he was a a, a one one, a great entertainer. um, And obviously that song just speaks to so many different messages and especially with everything that we're going on now. And back to the whole the whole point of our conversation today, just dealing with that adversity. You know, hey, something positive is coming, um, keeping your head up. You know, obviously you you have experiences that have molded you into who you are, but you know, just staying positive. Um, and um that's that's one of the things, you know, that I that I tell people is an advice is surround yourself with like-minded people. You know, if you hang around four millionaires, you will eventually be the fifth one. You know, being being around people that can give you that pick me up whenever you get down, um, and celebrating the small wins, you know, because you're gonna have. You're going to have a lot of losses that turn into lessons but just if you can just focus on the positive and focus on those small wins that can mentally get you through the day or through the 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 different different scenario you're going through I think those are the keys.
0: So what what's the favorite line what's your favorite line in that song?
1: Oh, I got a bunch of them. <laughs> I'll probably say what he says he was born by the river and I don't even know if he was born by the river. I never <laughs> But I just think, you know, just he basically says, you know, I was born by the river in a little tent. And, you know, you know, and ever since, just like the river's been running, he's been running ever since. Right. So it's like that whole, you know, this is where I started out. You know, this is the adversity that I was born with, you know, came from nothing. Um, You know, I've always had to kind of reinvent myself. or I've been running from whatever challenges I've been facing. And still running, um, and so that's why I think it just kind of hits home. You know, we talked about earlier, like you asked me. When I think of reinvention, I think survival. Um, I think adapt adaptability, and I think longevity. And um, that's kind of been my thought process. And that's why I, I like that song.
0: Awesome. Okay, good. So a couple more questions, um, Zach, um, and then we'll go. We'll go ahead and wrap up. So. What techniques do you use to stay motivated?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, like I mentioned, I'd say my, my, your network, you know, having a strong network of people and, and it doesn't have to be a big network. That was one of the mistakes I made earlier, you know, having, if you have a spread yourself too thin, then, you know, it's you're not going to be successful either because you've got so many people that you are either providing for or taking care of or just people in your business or people telling you what to do. So I think having a good network that is not judgmental, that can provide positive insight, hopefully can provide some experience. Um, I like to get people that I look up to, maybe people that are a little bit older than me. If they're not older than me in age, they're older than me in experience. Um, and they have something that they can speak to where I'm I'm learning something from it and I'm gaining something from it. Um, and they're also motivated. Um, I think- the keys are to whoever is in your immediate circle, like a spouse or partner or your or even a parent or cl- anybody that's close by. You know, I'm not saying cut them off if if they are if they are negative, but you're gonna have to tune out a lot of noise. And I think those are the keys, is to just constantly surrounding yourself with like-minded people, but also being honest about what you want to accomplish. Cause you know, people can't help you if they don't know. What you're trying to achieve, you know, so just if it's if it's your spouse, partner, whoever saying, hey, this is what I want to do. You know, you married an an ambitious person or you're dating, you know, uh, an entrepreneur or you're dating somebody who wants to advance. You know, this is where I want to be. You tell me where you want to be. There's going to be some compromise, but at least you have uh, on day one, you have a support system that you can count on. Um, because it's it's going to be a long, rocky road and it's going to be tough. There's going to be a lot of bad days and you're going to need those pick me ups. And you're also going to need somebody who can help you with call to actions, you know, give yeah. you some advice where you can be like, hey, you know, this is our game plan now. Um, and I'm willing to do my part to help you. But this is what we need to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes sharing with people what you want to do. You never know who can help you, too. I mean, you that, just you just never know. So. So, Zach, what advice would you give the listeners um, if to help them? you know, take steps to reinvent themselves in certain aspects of their life that they want to see a change in? What advice would you give them? Okay. The perfect. Final so, advice?
1: Yeah, I've got, I've got a, a couple the first thing would be, like I said, create that plan, um, five year, 10 year, you know, work backwards. Um, we, we also said network with people that are in that field, not only people that, you know, can, a support system, but don't be afraid to take that step. Maybe it's a reach out on LinkedIn. Maybe it's a DM and in Instagram. Maybe it's a, a Facebook message, but just reaching out to somebody who is in an arena that you want to be. You know, if I'm a restaurant owner, who's the best restaurant owner? Right. Like, how can I um, you know, connect with people that are in the fields or specialties that I'm either passionate about? Or I want to learn more about. So I think that's key, um, you know, because if you don't reach out to those people, like how can you really expand your network or how can you really learn advice? Um, I would say, you know, for those young entrepreneurs, those young people start early. You're not too young to start a business. Don't listen to whoever, you know, learn early. I wish I would have started my business six years before I started it. Right. You know you the long it helps you with your longevity in the game um you can learn those hard lessons early get them out the way before you have a family before you have responsibilities before it's really anybody other than you and really before people really have any expectations of you you know you fail at 16 i mean it's not like you 46 right i mean, who cares, <laughs> right? I mean you got the rest of your life to figure it out right so i think starting early failing more uh learning those lessons Quicker and and like we said, bounce bounce back, bounce off it. You know, if I made a mistake yesterday, tomorrow I'm on to the next one. Within five minutes, I've already digested it, and I'm already on to my next game plan. And those five minutes may be an emotional meltdown. We've all had them, but you immediately immediately on to the next one.
0: Okay, good. Those that's great advice, Zach. So, just in closing, is there any are there any final words that you want to share with the audience regarding reinventing themselves or um, aspects of their life? I should say. Yeah,
1: I'd, I'd say just just do it. You, life is so short. I mean, you you don't you're not going to have another one. And you don't, the, the biggest the biggest problem that I have or that, that I think most people would have if they honestly admitted it to themselves is regret is regret. You, you don't want to say, man, I wish you know, I wish I would have done that. I, here we go again. You know, obviously hindsight is 2020 and you're looking in the past, but regret is real especially for those those older folks or people who, I mean, you don't have to be old, it could just be an opportunity that was missed. But I'd say, you know, constantly work on your craft, work on getting better, put yourself in uncomfortable situations where you can learn more and you can be better. The worst case is you learn a lesson. and just start. I think so many people have the fear of, oh, man, I'm not a big hat company. I'm I'm not a big, I'm not New Era. I'm not 47 brands. I, I strive to be that person. But, you know, people kind of shut themselves down before even getting started because either they're not perfect or they feel like, man, you know, I don't have the biggest Cuban restaurant in Vegas or I don't have the best you know, Chick- I'm not Popeyes. Right. You know, like nobody. Popeyes didn't start off as Popeyes or, you know, Chick-fil-A didn't start off as Chick-fil-A when they first started. So just starting, uh, taking that initiative, just get going, even if it's just a savings account and you're saving a dollar a day. And that was better than yesterday. Right. Um, so all of those things, I think, are are keys just to staying in the game, working on your craft and just getting started. Because if you don't get started, you know, there's there's no reinvention. You never you never invented anything in the first place, right? So how can, how can you reinvent, you know?
0: Great. Well, that's, that's great advice, Zach. Just get started. I love a lot of things that you have shared with the listeners today. So I just wanna thank you so much for your time, Zach. I wanna congratulate you on the success that you're having. Again, you've been able to survive the pandemic. I know it's not over yet. But we're a year into it and you're you're thriving and that's absolutely outstanding. And you can see why because of your, your attitude and your focus. Great, Zach. Well, um, if you want to tell the listeners how they can get in contact with you with some of the, um, you know, the businesses that you have, please share that.
1: Yeah, definitely. So my hat business is called Residency. Uh, it's R-E-S-I-D, the number three, N-C-Y. We're on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all the different social outlets. Um, my also my Cuban restaurant in Vegas is Cubanidad 1885. We're like I said, we're going to put another one in Henderson before the end of the year. Um, and of course, my email is king, uh, king.zacharyw at gmail.com. You guys can email me um, with any follow up questions you have. Be glad to help you guys um, with whatever businesses, uh, career advice, anywhere I can shed some light on how you guys can be more successful. Be glad to help. Right.
0: Well, thank you for that, Zach. And again, thank you for taking time to be on the podcast.
1: Definitely. Thank you, Jackie, for having me. Take care, guys.